0: Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Welcome to Coaches on a Mission. This show is dedicated to helping you, a values-driven coach, build a business you're truly proud of. Now, today's episode, I have to confess, it was so much fun to record and I cannot wait to dive in. My guest is Stephanie Detlefs. She helps writers who have a story on their heart find clarity and accountability so they can finally write their novels. Stephanie is ready to introduce power groups to her community, and I love designing power groups. That's why this episode was so much fun for me. So what are power groups exactly? Well, that's the term we use inside the Hive for essentially super small group coaching. Now, Stephanie wants to offer power groups for two reasons. Number one, there are some people in her world who really want to work with her, But private coaching is just outside of their budget, so a power group provides more accessible pricing. Number two, there are also folks in Stephanie's world who might benefit more from a group experience than from working with her privately. So Stephanie and I dig into the nuts and bolts of how to structure her power groups so she can get the first one filled before the fall. Now, if you're thinking about layering in a group offering so that you can begin to scale, make sure you're prepared to take some notes because this episode is jam-packed with lots of goodness. Let's get going. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome, Coaches on a Mission. We're going to talk about this group program of yours. I'm really excited to dive in. Thanks, Dallas. I'm glad to be here. So before we get coaching, you've been in the hive now since March-ish. Does that feel about right? Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in there. (laughs) Yeah. It's time is so blurry these days. I know. How has it been going for you?
1: It's been going great. I feel like I just in that short amount of time, I've made some, well, great connections with people in the hive and also made some pretty significant steps forward in my business, most of which is just in my own head,
0: <laughs> understanding, <laughs> understanding yes. what I'm trying to do. But yeah, it's been really great. I'm so glad to hear that. That's really the first. And I think the hardest part, like we've got to get our heads wrapped around this thing that we're doing. And once I really understand it, I can believe it's possible. And then taking the actions, it's kind of the easy part once those two things are done. So I hear you. so true. All right. So I mentioned that we were going to talk about your group program. So walk me through, if I could knock your socks off, if we could knock each other's socks off. And walk away from this conversation with you feeling exactly the way you want to feel. What do we need to work on? So my two biggest issues are that I,
1: well, and they're related. I get really easily overwhelmed because I'm thinking about all of the things that have to happen for like the ultimate end result, And I don't focus on the small steps that have to happen. And like the first version of something, I just think of the final version. So overwhelm and clarity, they go hand in hand, but those are the things that I need help with for sure.
0: Got it. Now you're a book coach and I know you work with newer writers. How often do they struggle with this exact thing?
1: Oh, all the time. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah. Because writing a novel is so massive and really unwieldy, just like trying to create a business from scratch. So mm. yeah, there's a lot of overwhelm and knowing what you want the final version to look like, but also not
0: knowing how to get there. Yeah. Or what comes first and how long is it going to take and how do I know I'm ready? All of those things. Okay. So could you please, so it sounds like we're going to get really clear on a roadmap to take you to the first version of a group program. Give us a picture of what your business looks like right now. I want to know, like, how are you serving people? Give us the shape of things and then we'll start building out this roadmap for you.
1: Great. Yeah. So right now I'm only working one-on-one with clients, Mm -hmm. which I love and I will always do. I think I love that part. And I want to add on a small group experience for clients who maybe they don't need quite as high touch of a service, as one-on-one mm-hmm. coaching, maybe they don't, maybe the one-on-one is financially a little bit prohibitive for them. I just want to add another option. I also yeah. want to add this small group option because I work with some really amazing humans that are writing these really beautiful novels that are coming from their hearts and that they're so passionate about. And I want to find a way to bring writers together so that they can support each other and see that they're really not in it by themselves, that there's a community of other people. A lot of times we compare ourselves to what's on the bookshelves. And like, oh, well, those people are way farther along than me. They're way better at it than me. And to be around other beginning writers in kind of a supportive and
0: and guided environment is what I'm really striving for. I really hear that. And I can imagine if I'm struggling with I know what the end is, gonna. I'm making this up a bit, but I, I really know the end and I've got the beginning, but I don't know how to build that bridge <laughs> to get to the end of the book. And I'm in a group and I see other people are struggling with very specific parts of their own story. It normalizes the struggle instead of me deciding I'm not cut out to write a novel. Yeah, yeah. I love it, I love it. Okay, so right now you're offering one-on-ones. We wanna bring a small group element. I heard two main reasons. Number one, to have another option for those people who either can't financially afford privates or would actually do better in a group environment for whatever reason. So the outcome, is it accurate, Stephanie, that the outcome is going to be essentially the same whether I work with you privately or in the small group? It's just the delivery and the price point will take a bit of a different shape. Is that sound right? That's exactly right. And I would add that the group option will have a little bit
1: less of my eyes on their work. There will be some, but not as much. So that's an element of book coaching that we just have to work with.
0: (laughs) Yeah, great. So this is where you'll begin to scale, able to serve more people in at least the same amount of time, if not even less time. Okay. So when you think about this final version of the perfect group program... (laughs) what questions or obstacles come up that stop you from moving toward the first version of this group program?
1: Well, one obstacle is that my list is not huge. That's a big priority for me right now. In fact, my number one priority is growing my list. I know I don't need a huge list for this purpose, but that's one. I have tried... This is a mental thing, but I've tried doing small group things in the past, not with nearly this amount of structure and been unsuccessful. So I have a little bit of (laughs) self-doubt that I'm going to be able to pull it off. Okay. I think those are the two biggest, the biggest
0: things. Okay. So let's start building the roadmap by addressing these two obstacles. Okay. Okay. How many people would you like to see in this first version of your group program? Well, I would
1: love to have one small group of three or four writers. Mm -hmm. My goal is to have multiple small groups. But yeah, to start, I would like to just have one group to run as kind of a beta test to make sure that it's
0: working. So inside the hive, this is for all of our listeners inside the hive, we call this type of offering power groups. And I'll just fill our listeners in if you're okay with that, Stephanie. So The idea for power groups, I didn't invent it, but you know how you have an idea and you feel like you invented it? That's kind of my relationship with power groups. But the idea came because there were three friends who approached me. They were all starting brand new coaching businesses. And they said, we want to hire you as our coach. We can't afford you separately. Can we share you? And my answer was, I'm not sure, but let's find out. And that's how power groups were born. And power groups, I prefer them to private coaching. I love the energy that you describe that comes with a really small group and yet it's small enough that the coaching relationship with each client is intimate and connected. I just love, love power groups. So for our listeners, power groups are typically a group of between three and six and it takes the shape. It almost looks identical to what private coaching looks like. The difference really is the amount of time and the amount of access that a power group member gets to you, the coach. So it sounds like you were thinking about your own version of power groups. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Great. How many private clients do you have right now? I have eight right now. Eight mm-hmm. private clients. And for book coaching, I mean, eight is a lot. You're doing a lot of work, <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How big is your list? Just a little over 200. I think it's like 205. Okay. So let's dispel this idea that you have to have a list at all in order to form power groups. Now, you've heard me say it. I preach that like don't launch a course until you have a list. This is different. A course, you know, we're looking at at least 12, if not 100 people in the course. And now we've got to be scaled. But you have proven that you can fill two power groups with a list of 800 people with these eight private clients that you have. Uh So my invitation to you is relate to this enrollment process in the same way that you relate to how you've been able to enroll eight private clients. It's exactly the same thing. Okay. That feels better. (laughs) Yeah. You're not even going to launch it. I'm using air quotes for our listeners, like in the way that we would launch a course, there's not, there's a lot less hullabaloo because we're just looking for four private clients and you've already been able to double that. Okay. How does this impact the way that you have, how does this impact your beliefs around the list being an obstacle?
1: Yeah, that helps. I think I, I really was thinking... Because I was thinking of the end result with several small groups running at the same, you know? So yeah, yeah, I was definitely overthinking it. So that helps a lot. In fact, I have a number of private clients right now who I think would prefer a small group option and it would be better for them. So I may already have enough people.
0: (laughs) You may already, okay. Yeah. So here's how, how my power group journey went. It was a little bit messy in the beginning. It was definitely a like a field of dreams situation. I was building it and hoping that people would come. I had this first group. I fell in love with power groups. And then I set the meeting schedule for the next group and started to fill it. And as soon as I had two people we were officially a group and people understood that the goal would be to get to four. So it was like a little bit messy, I would say, for the first six months. But at its height, I've reeled it in now so I can devote more energy to the hive. But I had eight Power groups, 32 people in a power group. And I was cranking. I was like burning out my adrenals because I was just so fired up all the time hosting these power group (laughs) sessions. I loved it so much. (laughs) But it didn't start that way. It started with one group of four and then a group of two that turned into a group of four. So I just want to encourage you to think big. You're good at that. Start now and move steady. Okay. So that doesn't mean that you're off the hook with list building, but it does mean that you can build out your list building habits and your power groups at the same time. Okay. And relieves a little bit of the pressure in the meantime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is there anything else you want to ask or address related specifically to this obstacle of list building? No, I don't think so. Okay, great. So the second obstacle was that you've tried filling a group in the past without much luck. So looking back on that, why do you think, what needs to be different in order for your results this time to be different?
1: Hmm. I think that it's really that I was unclear about the purpose of the group. I think I thought I was clear, but looking back, I don't think I was. And I don't Uh think I communicated it very clearly. And also, I think I was pretty impulsive about starting it. Like I didn't put a lot of thought into the logistics. I just sort of jumped in, which is kind of my MO too, which I think is why I'm being so cautious and worried right now Mm -hmm. is because I have always just jumped in with both feet and said, yeah, let's start a group.
0: Let's do a course. Let's do whatever. And yeah, that doesn't work. So. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say is you didn't have the promise of the group wasn't clear, which made it hard to enroll people because they didn't really know what they were enrolling for. And you were a little impatient or impulsive or less structured than you would like before you launched it. Yeah. Well, let's get some structure. Let's get really clear on the promise. And then if you want, we can even outline an action plan to find these four power group members. Yeah, that's great. Let's do it. Okay. So when I hire you privately, what is the promise of our coaching relationship? What is the destination we are marching toward? We're going to plan and draft
1: your novel Okay. with the option of revision
0: later. Okay. You can add that Got on. It. Mm-hmm. Got it. So there are a lot of steps and milestones along the way, but... The destination for this first phase is a first draft of my novel. Yes. Okay, great. That's so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So is the promise of the power group identical or if it's different, how is it different? It's identical. It's the same. Yeah. Great. I'm going to put you on the spot here. What is your dream client power statement? I she's, help writers we're keeping you in suspense listeners she's coming yeah. up here it comes <laughs> okay you help writers
1: <laughs> i help writers who have a story on their heart find clarity and accountability so they can finally write their novels
0: i really like it okay. i especially love the story on your heart part it's really really great so the promise of this group program is a first draft a first draft i'm proud of yeah got it I've been using the word solid a lot, a solid mm-hmm. first draft. I like that.
1: That's a lot of the work that, that we do as book coaches is doing some thinking ahead before just diving in so that the first draft is more like a third or fourth version rather than just a pile of notes that are disconnected. Okay.
0: Yeah. Got it a solid first draft. And I felt like the, as I heard myself say a first draft you're proud of, like by the time the first draft is done, is anyone actually proud of it? (laughs) Right. Like so much work has gone into it and you're so close to it. You don't even have perspective anymore. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. And honestly, even with the
1: advanced thinking, the first draft is never very good. And so a lot of the work that we do is around that kind of mindset, that self-talk about Letting it be okay that the first draft isn't good because the work
0: has only just begun, really, at that point. Mm -hmm. Got it. So the first draft is actually not supposed to be that good, it sounds like. No, no. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the promise is the same it's getting to a solid first draft. Who is this group for? So if you think about the type of client who would even do better in the group, what is it about them? I think that people who really benefit from
1: a kind of social accountability, a lot of people come to book coaching because of the accountability. I have to turn in pages, but when it's just the coach and the client, it becomes almost more of a like student teacher sort of dynamic (laughs) where I have to turn in my homework. And I think with a group, there can kind of be this balance of commiserating, but also supporting each other towards getting it done. Like, well, if that person who has two jobs and three kids can do it, I can probably do it too. You know, there's, I just think
0: there's a lot that comes from community. Completely. I really see that in my power groups. It's like, just a drop of peer pressure. It's like a healthy dose of peer pressure, and it can be effective for a certain type of person. Yes. Okay. Are there any other characteristics of an ideal power group member? Possibly someone who is,
1: I mean, I wouldn't say it's just this kind of person, but somebody I could see it being a good fit for somebody who's more like doesn't want to be front and center all the time. That benefits Mm -hmm. from hearing other people talk and just
0: listening, Mm -hmm. I think it can be really helpful for them too. Yep. So this is, if I'm a first-time novelist, this is for me if, I jotted this down, you didn't say it explicitly, but if I've been, air quotes here, working on a book idea, but not actually moving the writing forward. Yes. If I respond really well to accountability and a healthy dose of peer pressure, stay on track. And if I'm someone who gains insight and perspective, witnessing others in process. Yes, definitely. Cool. Is there anything else we need to add to that list? I don't think so. Do we want to mention anything around pricing? Like this is for you If you've been wanting to work with me, Stephanie, and money has made it unattainable. Yeah, it's definitely
1: something for people who would like to work with a book coach at a lower price point.
0: Yeah, and still high touch. You want the high touch, intimate experience of working hand in hand with a book coach and your budget has not allowed you to work with someone privately up until now. Yes, definitely. Okay, great. Okay. So this power group for today, and you can run with this if you want, but for today, we're calling it either solid first draft. That's the name of the group or like first draft warriors or something like that. So the promise is now built in to the name of the program that in and of itself is going to make it so much easier for you to enroll folks. Okay, great. This is for a first time novelist who has a book on their heart and wants to get the book written they've probably been working on it or noodling on it for a while and it's time to actually write they respond well to peer pressure and they gain insight from others plus they've been really wanting to work with you stephanie and money up until now has stood in their way yes that sounds perfect so when you work with private clients what is the structure Of that? Like, how often are we meeting? How much do we communicate in between? What is that? How does that unfold? It varies a little, but for the most part, we meet
1: every other week. They have a deadline where they send me pages and I give them written feedback. And then we have a call usually later that same week to talk through anything that's keeping them stuck. It could be mindset, it could be something to do with the story. But yeah, that's the structure generally. And then they have access to me all the time via email or Voxer.
0: Okay. So let me make sure I caught that. We're meeting twice a month. Before each meeting, I have a deadline to get pages to you. You review those pages and then we talk through the pages in our coaching sessions. Yes. And they get written feedback too. Oh, and they get written feedback. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot of work. you yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so understanding that we're moving here into it's a lower price point we're we're beginning to scale a little bit so what needs to change about that format in order to serve a group we can start at the top like how often should the group meet well i kind of feel
1: like the frequency is good I could see possibly going to like once every three weeks or so. But further than that, to me, feels like we're getting out of a rhythm with each other. Mm -hmm. And the part that holds me back, which I know is different for us than for some other coaches, but we have that written feedback, that those pages coming into us. That's definitely a time issue for me. So I would have to either not do that all the time or, or I could see myself looking at pages on the call with them or, you know, like sharing the screen or just decreasing the number of pages or decreasing the frequency with which they could
0: send me pages. So there's some options there. Yeah. When you think about your client's What for them is the big value of getting written feedback on the pages? I think that the big picture feedback is what's
1: important. So, especially in a first draft situation, it's not so much that they need my notes in the margin, it's more that they need me making sure that they're keeping on the track that they've established through their planning, if that makes sense. And I can do that relatively quickly just by. Really, just even scanning the pages. So I could I think the value is is helping me helping them stay on track, me being the person who's keeping an eye on the big picture while they're kind of in the weeds mm-hmm. of writing. And also, there's this mindset piece where if I'm looking at it and saying, here's what's working really well, that feeds their confidence in a way cuz they're doing plenty of critiquing themselves already but if i can point out like oh you've really developed this character well or you're doing a good job with setting details you know that that's helpful to them
0: too yeah i get that right okay so the big value here is what i'm hearing you say is there is so much to be gained from getting to that solid first draft Yes, And yes. the feedback that you can give members of the group should be designed to keep them writing more than designed to make the writing better.
1: Yeah, because the design to uh-huh. or the making the writing better, that comes later in the process. Later,
0: yes. mm-hmm. yeah. The most common and most dangerous question other coaches ask me is this, what more should I be doing? This question, it keeps you stuck scrambling every month to find more clients, throwing a launch together at the very last minute, or just trying to put together some semblance of a business strategy from all the free stuff you can find online. So instead of asking, what more should I be doing? The real question here is, how can I do less? Or where can I go deeper? These are the questions we'll tackle inside a brand new class for coaches called the Coach Class. So if you're tired of winging it, second-guessing yourself at every turn, or working way too hard to keep your business running, The Coach Class could just change your life. Go to watchthecoachclass.com right now to grab your free spot inside this special webinar. You know, there is an easier path to six figures, and The Coach Class will show it to you. Registration is open this week, so again, the URL is watchthecoachclass.com. I will see you over there. Boy, there are a few ways that you can do this. I have an idea, but I'd just love to hear from you. As we're talking, does anything bubble to the surface around how to best structure the the feedback part of this program? I mean, this is where I get stuck,
1: right? Because I have so many ideas. Uh, (laughs) I listed a few of them already, but I just am not sure what the best one is or what the air Mm -hmm. quotes right one is. And so- Yeah. I would love
0: to hear your ideas, to be honest. So let's just agree that the only way you'll know, the only way you will arrive at the right idea is to start somewhere. That's why this is going to be the first group. Your, your clients appreciate your expertise, but what they appreciate more is the fact that you are striving and improving in front of them. Mm. So let's just say you and I decided on a format right now about feedback and you're a month and a half in and realize this is not serving people. There's only trust to be gained and appreciation to be gained by changing it mid-course. Okay. I might need to write that on a post-it note. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've been in business for a really long time, 20 years And in the beginning, partially because I just started out quite young. I was 24. I don't know if you know this. I was 24 when I started my business and I lied and told everyone I was 26 because somehow in my mind, those two years made a (laughs) difference. But anyhow, (laughs) and I was such a perfectionist trying to like make up for my youth, but with how much of a professor I could be. And as I've grown older, I learn over and over again that it's It's the striving that matters to people. So I want you to just write yourself a permission slip to get it wrong because wrong is the first step toward getting it right. I love that. And that's such a good analogy for
1: the writers too, because that's what we're doing when we write a first draft is we're getting some things wrong, but we're on the path to getting it right. So I really like that. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I love the idea of a little bit of a mix and match in terms of how feedback is delivered. So I'm working this out in real time, forgive me if it sounds a little muddled or messy. I think there could be three types of feedback that's provided. One would be peer feedback. And it's not just random feedback because this is amateurs leading amateurs, and that could be a total nightmare, but specific feedback. Maybe it's I read Jonathan's pages and I answer three core questions. So I'm not giving notes in the margin or any sort of plot feedback, but just what's working really well. I don't know. As a book coach, you could probably think of three core questions that I that we give each other feedback on. And I have a different partner basically in the off weeks. So if we're meeting the second and fourth Thursday of the month, on the first and third Thursday of the month, we review each other's pages. That's going to help me learn more about my own writing by needing to apply principles or feedback to someone else's writing. The second thing would be I wrote down highlights. so. Twice a month, I'm going to get feedback from another student. Once a month, I'm going to be highlighted by you. And highlighted by you means, welcome everybody, to kick off our Power Group session today. Let's highlight what's working. It's Dallas's turn. I'm going to share page three with you. Look at what she did in this Transition or look at how she's developing this character. So you're like praising me in front of others and using that as a tool to teach. I love that. Yeah. On a week where I'm not being highlighted, I'm being hot seated, where you provide feedback in real time. So there's no prep for you. Mm -hmm. I show up in the chat, I share the link to my pages. We see you in process. You're reading aloud and people are following along and you're giving feedback in real time. Yes, I could do that. So what that looks like in terms of the submitting pages and you doing off the clock work, essentially, that would be everybody gets off the clock pages reviewed once a month from you. Okay. I would submit my pages. You would give the high level feedback, highlight what's working for my novel and Jonathan's. Mm -hmm. The next time we meet, it's... Rebecca and Denzel. Right. Right. So it's on its rotation. So I'm getting feedback from you twice a month. Every time we meet, essentially, it's either real time or highlighted. Okay. How does that land for you? Oh, my head is spinning a little bit. I know me too. I just got really tired when I finished (laughs) saying that. (laughs) I
1: Yes. So just to clarify, so what you're saying is if we we would meet twice a month yep on a call and on each of those calls i would highlight two people and do hot seat with two the other two people and then yep. flip the next time okay flip it yeah that makes a lot
0: i like that and because then, then everybody's getting something yeah and then and in between, if I'm someone who's more introverted. I'm not hot seated every single time. It's right. also not a drag sitting there for 90 minutes or two hours watching you edit other people's stuff in real time. That's not that exciting. Yes. Right. So we right. use the highlights to uplift and praise the writers, but also as teaching tools so that everyone's learning as we move forward. Yes. Okay. So then
1: I have a question. Yeah, Where is there space for the kinds of conversations that we need to have about mindset and the inner critic and finding time to write and all of those, which are a good chunk of the conversations that I have right now with
0: my one-on-one clients on our calls. Totally. Totally. So my thinking was, I'm going to back, I'm going to take a Step back for a moment. So for you and for our listeners, what's worked great for me with power groups, and if you're not sure everybody how to structure your groups, this is where I would recommend starting, is meeting every other week for two hours. It's a group of four. Everyone gets 30 minutes of coaching from me. So the way this might be structured would be every other week for two hours. We begin with our highlights. We move in to hot seats. And then the second hour. So highlights are pretty quick. It's like 10 minutes per person. You're hot seating 20 minutes per person. So there's your first hour. And then the second hour is where you discuss the inner critic and resistance and finding time and all of that important personal development that needs to happen if a single page is going to get written. Yeah. Okay. That makes
1: a lot of sense. Yeah. I think I was thinking that I was envisioning the hot seat stuff taking longer, but of course it wouldn't. Of course it wouldn't. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. Yeah. That all. Yes. I'm very excited. I want to go start right now.
0: (laughs) It makes me want to join the group. (laughs) I'm (laughs) not writing an novel right now, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And, and so I think as an action item for you, if it resonates, let this sit and percolate, right? So that it really becomes your idea and you may feel into where it needs to be adjusted. Mm -hmm. And then you will know very quickly once the group gets going, if you have overestimated how much you can get done in that time, if you've underestimated it, if people are getting way more value out of the highlight part than you thought, and you wanna give that more time. But I think that this, serves the group really powerfully and like keeps it interesting Mm -hmm. for everyone on, for every meeting. Yes. Okay. So is it
1: okay to tell your first group that this is the first time we're doing it? Let's just see how it goes. Or (laughs) do you see what I'm asking? Like I I have a hard time with that. And so I don't mind being honest and just saying this is kind of a beta test to see, or should I just let it be what it is and evolve with the group as we go?
0: Yeah. So I feel like nothing is ever bad news and we can so easily like preemptively apologize when no apology is in order and then set this like a weird vibe or weird, like plant seeds of doubt in our students. So I can't stand the term beta. Anytime a coach says to me, I'm running a beta program. I think to myself, are you joking? If you, if this is beta, you're so involved and committed and tuned in. It's the best version of this class because all you want is to make it better. So that this first power group, these are lucky people because they're going to get the best version of you. And they need to know that. Not this, well, fingers crossed, it'll work. And I'm sorry if it doesn't. And forget that crap. Okay. So that's my biased opinion around it. I think you can present it to say, like, I've put a lot of thought and planning into this. We have the, the best intent. The promise of this program is a solid first draft. Here's how we're going to walk there right? Here's the path we're going to walk to get there. And along the way, if I see that things need to adjust in service to your goal, of course, we will make those adjustments, which is super different from, okay, this is a beta test. So I might, sorry, just to let you know, I might change things later, That we're not doing that. Okay. That makes, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Great. And how does it, land for you when you hear me say the first time you deliver is the best version of you does that feel true to you
1: it does you know I used to be an elementary teacher and
0: I've often thought
1: the first day of school was my best day of teaching because I was so hyper focused and had the day super planned and I was really excited and so
0: yeah that really resonates with me Great. Which isn't to say that future power groups aren't going to be good. Right. It's just a different, like it's a different part of your heart that shows up the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how are you feeling so far, given everything we've discussed? Oh, I'm feeling really excited. I Yay! I This is a lot of clarity
1: and everything we've talked about. I know that I'll take it and sit with it and make it my own, but it it just makes a lot of sense. It feels like pieces are falling into place. So
0: Yeah. Great. So why don't we identify some action steps for you to take in order to get this group filled? Some of those steps might be administrative, like scheduling the calls on your calendar or like writing invitation emails, and then others will actually be sales calls or direct invitations. So what comes to mind for you? in terms of this action list? I
1: think the main thing for me, I kind of know what behind the scenes stuff needs to happen as far as developing materials that I want to give them and things, but I feel unsure about like a start date and how to start talking about it. Cause I have discovery calls happening like in the next month that where I could potentially say, I have this thing coming up, but I feel like I'm waffling around when it's going to start and I'm not ready. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what's bubbling up.
0: Okay. So if you looked at, if we didn't have to think about anybody else's schedule and you looked at your own goals and your own schedule, what start date would you choose if you got to pick any? Probably the beginning of September. Great. So it's like back to school, right? Beginning yeah. of September. Great. And then when would you like to have these meetings? We're going to meet twice a month. What day and time? Um, probably Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Sometime in the middle of the day. I don't know. That's okay, not a good answer. <laughs> great. Well, you don't have to know that now. So okay. that we're going to put that as, as step two. So step one is just iron out some of the behind the scenes, the plan for the behind the scenes. You said you feel pretty clear about that. Yeah. Step two then is set the date and the schedule. I don't know if you've been on a Hive call lately, but we've suddenly hit this theme where I talk about my mullet, like on every call, my mullet comes (laughs) up. And I'm about to talk about my mullet again. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) My stylist is amazing and I will... Move mountains to get an appointment with her when she's available. I wouldn't even dream of asking her to like stay open later or cut my hair on a Saturday. That is not how Katie rolls at all. So I make it work. The same is true for these writers, and it's actually more helpful. I've seen so many coaches never get their group off the ground because they send out a survey to all the people who said they were interested, asking them to pick a date and time, and nobody agrees, and then either the coach doesn't make a decision or the people who picked their date when it isn't their date, they then decide that they can't do it instead of... Adopting the belief, the the mullet mindset, we'll call it. Just, <laughs> I need a haircut, right? I need this group. My book is on my heart. I'm going to make it work. Okay. So, and, and you just have to embody that and trust that the people who are meant to be in this group, they're going to be in the group. Okay. So you're
1: saying I should set the time, and when I invite people to join the group, I should say we're going to meet on. The first and third Wednesday of the month or whatever it is
0: yep. at one o'clock. Yep. Okay. We're going to meet for two hours, the first and third Wednesday of the month from one to 3 p.m. And then I'm, oh, well, could you do it in the mornings? And your answer is, I will open other groups as time progresses. Would you like me to put you on a wait list? Okay. Just like hold super firm to that, or it's just not going to get off the ground. Yes. Okay. So step one, we've got behind the scenes. Step two, we're setting the date in the schedule and we're just holding that space. It's just four people. You can find four people. You've already found eight. So what is step three? To find the people. To find the people. <laughs> Bit that boop. That's such an easy step, yep, right? Find just the an easy thing. <laughs> okay. So what support can I give you around step three? Well, I went through client surge, um,
1: Mm -hmm. so I understand that process. And my plan was to kind of do a mini version of that in late summer to try to fill a group. Yep. I think I understand what to do. I struggle with, I didn't have, I think I didn't have very good referral ambassadors the first time around, mm. I just didn't ask yeah. the right people. And now I feel like I've kind of tapped out who I have to ask. And so I'm a little worried about that, but that might be a different conversation for another time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you can bring that into the for sure, but you have okay. a list of 200 people. Yeah. So here's what I would recommend doing. So at the time of this recording, everybody, it's June 14th. July. August. So we've got 90-ish days until the group begins. Start talking about it now. So oh. inside Client Surge, there's a version of what's called the nine-word email. If you think about the email invites to your list, you could craft a nine-word email. I'm putting a group program together that starts in September. Would you like more information? Let's find out who's interested. You can start even having discovery sessions with them and get them reserving their spots. You can do that now. Okay. And then also in your social content, in your emails to your list, are you still doing your pod, your mini podcast episodes weekly? Yes. Yay. You can talk about this. Okay. Right. So even just talking about how you know there are some writers who need that community, the power of a healthy dose of peer pressure. There's an episode, mm. right the uh, how well you learn through watching others process. there's another episode. So basically building episodes around all of the benefits of this program. Okay. And then a quick little mention, I've got a group that's starting in September. There are only four spots. If you're curious to find out if it's for you, here's how to apply or here's how to contact me. Okay, great. So I know you've been diving into the updated content training inside of the Hive, content confidence. The awareness ladder Mm -hmm. that people are climbing here is buying into the belief that A, they're worthy enough of having their of working their book out in front of people mm-hmm. right And b a group is the best way for them to get the novel off of their heart and onto the page. okay.
1: so I might have a series of podcast episodes, which connect to my social media content that are all about the benefits of doing this program, but not necessarily selling it, just like the reasons why those things are important for writers. But then at the end, say the call to action is I have this small group opportunity coming in the fall. If you want more information, here's how to find it Yep, or whatever. Okay. How long would you suggest doing
0: that for? Like all the way up until it's full or? (laughs) Yeah, so it's hard for me to just give an answer that's going to be true for everyone because you could send this one email. You could reach out to people who you've already had a sales call with and couldn't afford you and have your group filled. It could be that fast. It could also be a 90-day, pain in the butt process for you it will likely be somewhere in the middle right okay so understanding that you're creating content anyhow how can you play the game of ensuring that every piece of content you put out between now and when the group launches connects either directly or indirectly will play like six degrees of separation right to the value of the group okay you know what's interesting about selling groups is, cause I can almost feel listeners thinking, but what about my privates? I don't wanna ignore my privates. What I have found is there is a certain type of client who just knows that groups are not for them. And it doesn't matter if you offer privates, they will insist on privates with you. So the benefits are the same here. The promise is the same. It's just the delivery that's different. You're not gonna lose out on potential private clients, by leaning heavily into the benefits of the group. Okay. That's a good point because I was sort of
1: thinking about my private clients and how how to balance the once you've got more than one offer, how mm-hmm. to balance when you sell what. I know that the idea is you get somebody on a discovery call and say, here are my two options. You could do a group or you can do one-on-one, but talking about it out, out and about. Is interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I just, when the outcome is the same and the delivery is different, I have found that it's way less complicated than we think. People self-identify. I'm thinking of a private client I have Who we have worked together now for three and a half years. And I want, I had one open spot in a power group and I wanted her in this power group. So I leaned pretty hard into recommending the group for her. And she was so clear. She's like, I don't do groups. I'm not going to like the group. The group will not like me back. I th- no, do you? Work- I didn't even tell her I worked with people privately. And she's just been a dream client all of this time. So the people, if what you want is to build your groups, promote your groups, the people who prefer privates will let you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Great. All right. So what, if anything else, would you like to share or ask before we wrap up today?
1: I don't think I have anything. I think that I'm good. I think that I have a really clear, almost 100% clear vision of what the beginning group will look like and how Mm -hmm. to get there. And I just need to start taking action over the next 90 days.
0: Yep. And so let's circle back to that mindset. All I'm doing is finding four clients I know how to find four clients. I have eight clients right now. This is not like some big fancy group, and there's there's no mystery to filling this group. It's just client attraction, and I already have a plan for that.
1: Yeah, Great. yes, and I will remember not to overthink it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you'll overthink it, and then you'll then you'll stop, and you'll take an action. Like it can be messy. This is your first group, and therefore yeah. it's the best. It's the best opportunity for someone to jump into this because you are walking in with an open heart and open mind. Wonderful. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. Oh, yay. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. For our listeners, if this has peaked any questions for you or any ideas, come on over to my Instagram page. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. We will have a conversation this whole week about small groups, how to structure them, what to charge, like how to get this train out of the station. So Stephanie, thank you for bringing this forward. It's a really valuable conversation. And I cannot wait to hear about these lucky four people who get to be in your very first group. Thank you so much, Dallas. I'm really excited to start Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things (laughs) to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Traver's biz mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So, let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Traver's Biz Mentor. You can do that now and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you it'll be worth it. Okay, thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.